from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Sorry, Bon Tony and Sean King in for the guys. Remember, DraftKings Casino brings you a new era of your favorite games, including blackjack, roulette, slots, plus live dealer table games. And just this week, the DraftKings Casino has paid out some huge wins. One player bet $4.50 and won forty-one grand on triple jackpot gems. Another bet $15, bucks, won over 30000 on 777 Surge. A different big winner put $5 down and won over 25000 on Lock It In Link Nightlife. Download the DraftKings Casino app today. New customers can get a deposit match up to 2000 bucks in casino bonus funds when you sign up. Download the DraftKings Casino app. Use the code VSIN. That's V-S-I-N to claim the offer. Sean, it would not be college basketball if on a nightly basis one of the top five teams in the country didn't get upset. Now, would it? Absolutely right. Um, <laughs> and it looks like that's worthy of the storm in the court these days. Oh, <laughs> you're so bitter. I think it's fun. I, I don't mind it that Maryland got out of the stands. They are a program that's trying to develop a new culture, have things to get excited about. Um, obviously, what we're talking about is Maryland upsetting number three ranked Purdue last night, 68-54. But is it an upset? Because, yes, while we were having this conversation yesterday talking about the game, they were a two-point underdog. They closed as a one-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. We talked to Mike DeCourcy on the show, and I asked him, can Maryland beat Purdue? He said yes. 
They do, and uh, the betters had this one right. Yes, they did. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, that one fan came in pretty hot. Like I'm glad uh, the Maryland player was 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 on his P's and Q's. But, you know, it's just kind of been how this season has played out. Road conference games seem to be a huge obstacle no matter who the team is. So, again, we see another highly ranked team. We saw Alabama fall at Tennessee the night before. Uh, subsequently, Purdue falls at Maryland. I don't think it'll be the last. I'm glad the conference tournaments and March Madness are played on mu- uh, neutral floors because mm. uh, road teams have it rough. Clearly, and uh, to your point, Maryland improves to 14-1 and now inside Xfinity Center. It's their first top five win since 2016. And for this Purdue team that started off 22-1, and Zach Eady, obviously a huge favorite to win um, player of the year in college basketball. They've now dropped back-to-back games to unranked opponents, getting upset from Northwestern and now here in Maryland. Dropped three of their last four games overall. Matt Painter talked a lot in post game about kind of the, the challenges, like you said, about being on the road in the Big Ten. They are always the hunted. He also mentioned that his team needs to be tougher. So do you think that's the issue? Like, is it a toughness thing or, or what's wrong with this team right now during this little stretch? I don't know. You know, Mike DeCourcy said something that was interesting to me as we were going down the list of what I thought a championship caliber team needed, and he added some pieces. And the thing he added was a first-round draft pick. And when he got to Purdue, he said that's the one question mark he has is they don't have an individual player who he thinks is going to be a first-round draft pick. So is it a toughness thing, or is it just they have to be at their best because their skill level isn't so great that it can get them through? So I think that's probably more it than anything else is even though they got the big guy, which gives them a huge advantage, they don't have a whole bunch of future NBA players, you know, running around the campus there at Purdue right now. Yeah, and in terms of on the court, like the other night, it was turnovers. <laughs> Last night, it was shooting 7 of 35 from 3 and letting Maryland go on a massive run. I think it was like a 29-4 to 4 run that ultimately catapulted them in the second half. Crazy. Um, but the thing with Matt Painter is, like, he wins a lot of games – but he doesn't win when it matters most, it appears. And I know you and, and Tim Murray talk about these types of things all the time. Like, I, I wonder what it is for a guy who's been here 18 years, who's got a win percentage that's around 70%, doesn't seem to win when it's most important. <clears throat> well, I had St. Peter's money line, so uh, I'm a big fan of Matt Painter because he helped me cash that ticket. <laughs> he go. would not play both of the big guys at the same time in that game. And that was their huge advantage you know, over that St. Peter's team, which was smaller, very undersized. So uh, maybe some of it's in-game management. I've heard a lot of people question, you know, Matt Painter when it comes to that specific aspect of coaching. But, I mean, again, I wouldn't write or read too much into this, Stormy. It's a road conference game. We've seen elite teams fall all year in this situation. Uh, they're still the second shortest shot to win it all at nine to one behind only Houston. By the way, yes, three goes down, two does not. Houston crushed SMU last night, no problem, eighty to sixty-five with a win on Sunday against Memphis. They'll be back in that number one spot, you imagine. So the favorite to win it all and likely number one in the AP poll after the weekend. Um, today, like, oh, so, oh, I wanted to talk about so last night. Yes, we see this upset happen. A game that was not an upset was a game that you and I bet. And Arizona was laying double digits. It was They were a 10-point favorite, bet up to 11 and a half. 
despite having lost to Stanford a couple days ago, you knew that they were going to take out some of their frustrations on that Utah team. Utah beat them in the regular season. It was a revenge spot from their first loss of the year earlier this season. And then just doubling down after the Stanford loss, you knew that they were going to be angry and they were. Yeah. I thought they'd be focused. Uh, Arizona was six and zero at the time stormy. I think it was December 1st. And when they played Utah, Utah beat them 81 66 in their first loss of the season. And, uh, They've dropped a couple games since then as well. Washington State, you mentioned Stanford, to some teams that they just should dominate. And uh, this is an opportunity for them to get some get right. You know, I know it was in the back of their mind that Utah ruined, at the time, what was their undefeated season. So mm-hmm. you saw a really spirited effort. Uh, Arizona's one of those teams that has size. They have scoring. They have depth. I do question their ball handling at times. But, listen, they've risen to the occasion you know, against a better team. So they're definitely a team that's, you know, on my radar as far as being one capable of winning it all. 14 to one to win it all as of right now. They win last night, 88 to 62, covered any number that you would have got, went nine of 18 from beyond the arc and outscored Utah 38 to 20 in the paint. So we talk about this revenge angle. How, how much do you use that in your betting strategy when it comes to college basketball? I have factors. Um, Hopefully the, the the other team's in a letdown spot. I think that's an angle that, that myself and Tim kind of focus on a little bit more. College basketball, like a team coming off of a big win, like I will probably fade Maryland in their next game, you know, coming off of this big win, upset of Purdue, thinking that they just can't get back to that emotional pitch, you know, subsequently in this game. But a lot of different factors go into it. Uh, I think one of the angles that has really been a good trend this year is home favorites versus ranked teams. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, home teams unranked, playing a ranked team, but the unranked home team is the favorite. So um, some different angles in college basketball. Um, you know, again, it's just been a wacky year. Like, as much as I, I try and follow certain trends, I think it's even more important this year because the teams haven't seemed to matter. Like, I don't think there's been, like, a team that's been consistent. So you really do have to look at letdown spots, uh you know, different situational opportunities that you can find in college basketball. Yeah, that ranked versus non-ranked thing. I, I know Josh Applebaum came on the program earlier this week. He talked a lot about that angle, that there has been a decent amount of success with it. Um, and when it comes to the revenge angle, like we saw that a couple times, even just on display last night, because yes, Arizona lost straight up to Utah earlier this season, and then we're a 10 and a half up to 11 and a half point favorite in this game, win and cover. Gonzaga, similar situation with Loyola Marymount, who they lost to uh, however many weeks back, like the performance that they put on this poor Loyola Marymount team last night was insane. In the first half alone, they were up 40 points. In the first half. Yeah, uh, it was a situation. uh, We've made some money with Loyola Marymount this year. Uh, I've made some money fading Gonzaga. uh, This wasn't that spot. (laughs) Gonzaga was definitely the side from the opening tip. Yeah, but even as a big favorite, it's just kind of like that – you know, we talked about it with the Kansas City Chiefs. You find ways to motivate. You don't have to find a way to motivate in, in these types of cases. Right. Absolutely. So, uh, Gonzaga's a team maybe to watch. I don't think they're as talented as some of their previous teams. I don't think they have that, like, elite, you know, NBA caliber player like they have had. But uh, veteran team, a team that's going to be a tough outcome March. Interesting. I think a lot of people, like, uh, what is it, St. Mary's to win that conference. 
Well, yeah, and they held off San Diego last night, so they are ahead of the Zags in the WCC right now. Um, Gonzaga, yeah, I know what you're talking about with their roster. They do still have Drew Timmy, though, and so it's... Yeah, he's just old, though. He's not <laughs> He's like 80 years old now. Um, it, there's some awesome games coming up this weekend. We've got number nine, Baylor, at number five, Kansas. you got Iowa State, Kansas State, Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana, Illinois. Tonight, though, it's just a big mid-major day, so... Are you getting involved at all in New Mexico again? They're at San Jose State tonight. We got uh, Wyoming and Air Force going head-to-head. I know how much you love the Mountain West Hoops. So I, I want to play Wyoming because of what they did to New Mexico. <laughs> you don't think that that would be a letdown I, after I, such a big win? I do in some ways. But again, the New Mexico team had lost three in a row. Wyoming gave them their fourth consecutive loss. So I don't know how big a deal that game was for the Wyoming kids. I do think Wyoming's slowly getting healthier, so they're starting to play better. But I have not made a decision yet. I don't have an in-pocket play in college basketball as we sit here at 5, 10 a.m. local time. Man, I thought you were living for that. Poor like Wyoming, they went through a brutal stretch. They did. How many is that? Four, five, I want to trust New Mexico, but they burnt me once this week, so I'm probably going to stay away from that part of the stove. Three and 12. Since December 17th. But they are fresh off that big win at New Mexico. And they're favored by four and a half. Well, Air Force isn't great. And the double A, I, I know this year hasn't been the Cowboys year. And you said the health issues. But the double A is a hard place to play. Um, Air Force, of course, used to the altitude as well. But that venue, wouldn't people care if they can get people at butts and seats? It's fun to watch. Okay, more Follow the Money coming up. Stick around. We got Danielle Trotta. Seth Partnow, Terrence Oglesby, EJ Radek. Great hour and a half still to come. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so, I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with our introductory offer, just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to the daily recap of top plays made from show hosts and guests. Tools like betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the year, where experts break down brackets, top plays, and daily props. Don't miss out, though. The limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for just $9.99. That's V-S-I-N.com. Stormy Tony and the Super Bowl champ, former NFL quarterback Sean King on the desk, live from Circa Resort and Casino, filling in for Mitch and Paul, getting some time off with the football season coming to an end. But just because off the field things aren't, on the field, excuse me, things aren't happening anymore, off the field, things are moving fast and furious. We have the coaching carousel finally come to a conclusion. Quarterbacks are about to be on the move here Free agency is upon us, the draft, so much to talk about. And yesterday, Jonathan Gannon was the final head coach to officially be introduced, the new man in town with the Arizona Cardinals. And you are far more critical of his appearance than you have been his thoughts on how to form a football team, Sean. Well, I think when you you become a head coach of an NFL team, you probably should wear a tie. It's just my opinion. You don't think so? I'm just trying to figure you out, man. Well, okay. Well, he might not have been prepared to get dressed for the press conference. He did speak about how he was preparing for this moment. (laughs) Is that better? Here you go. I was around a lot of really good guys as I went through the business of, you know, whatever, 15, 16, 17 years. And each person was a little bit different with how they did things. Uh, But the blueprint was laid out for me. And I really would want to say I've had a lot of great mentors and a lot of great coaches that I've been around. Nick Sirianni for the last two years really prepped me to be a head coach. I truly believe that. I told him before I walked out of the building. And, um, you know, we're obviously friends because we worked together in Indy, but he was my boss in Philly for two years, and he was extremely hard on me, extremely detailed. detailed he's detail-oriented, uh, but he always had my back. And he let me in on a lot of things of how he was running the team and the why behind it, but he gave me a very... Uh, easy blueprint, which I will put my spin on, but he gave me the blueprint to how to be a head coach. And that's when, for these last two years, especially this last year, I was fully confident that I could, that I could do this job. Are you always laughing after we leave a soundbite? Well, I, I wonder if he, if he checks his text, text right now, Sirianni, why didn't you wear a tie? <laughs> he said Sirianni gave him, prepped him and prepared him to be a head coach, right? 
How about we're tied at a press conference, Coach Cannon? Okay. Well, okay, outside of that, I told you I like his energy. He seems confident. You notice he makes a lot of eye contact, whereas his his, his other coordinator in Philly, not so much in the Indianapolis Colts press conference, but he did have a tie on, ugly suit, but a tie. So uh, <clears throat> Gannon has his hands full. I think this is a tough job for a first-time head coach. Uh, what staff do you get? How do you create culture there? How do you manage trying to create a culture this upcoming season without really being able to invest in the quarterback? Because of what they paid Kyler, he still accounts for you know the same amount on the salary cap, even though he's going mm-hmm. to be injured. So you can't go out and, and, and get like a high-priced free agent. So is this even a season where the organization wants you to win? Maybe it's a... Let's get a top three pick next year and then a healthy Kyler in year two and see if we can build upon that. Can you convince DeAndre Hopkins to stay and wait on the health of Kyler Murray? I've heard a lot of people internally say DeAndre wants to be traded. He wants an opportunity to try and win a championship. Thinks that window is not there for him in Arizona. So a lot of question marks there. J.J. Watt, who still had a lot left in the tank. Probably their best defensive player has retired. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's got some some building to do. Uh, we'll see if he can get it done, but I do like his confidence. Yeah, especially just because he did mention um, Watt there on the defensive side of the ball. That That is an issue. Like, their defense is largely devoid of talent. But fortunately, you are bringing in a guy who's a former defensive coordinator who is known for building culture and being a good communicator. So all things that are going to be really, really important for him moving forward. Now, obviously... He just had an appearance in the Super Bowl where his defense got beat up, but throughout the course of the season, they were top two in the entire league. He turned that defense around from one that was not good to top 10 two years ago to top two this year. So um, speaking of the Super Bowl, did you see um, ES, uh, former ESPN John Skipper? Do you see his comments about the Super Bowl? I didn't. Well, let's take a listen to this. Because as somebody who wants the Super Bowl to be accessible for everyone, because it is as it should be, I'm not sure I like the thought process of him just talking about billions of dollars being left on the ground floor. But but here's John Skipper's opinion on what should happen with the Super Bowl in the future. Why wouldn't they? I mean, if you just assume that half of the people watched would still figure out a way to watch um, if it costs $200, 250 for a household, you're just going to have more of what David said. You can have bigger parties, uh, which is, I don't know how many households, uh, it's, it's, I assume half the households in the United States watched. Um, if it was only a quarter of the households who were willing to pay $250 to have a party at their house, uh, it would still get you into the billions of dollars for a single game. Um, and that is the single best way I can think of for the NFL to increase their annual revenue take for their clubs is to make the Super Bowl a pay-per-view event. I didn't see that upgrade, but it was in reference to what he said there at the end to turn the Super Bowl into a pay-per-view. That was on the the Levitard show on Meadowlark Media, by the way. But I I hate that. That would be the <clears throat> excuse me. That would be the most greedy thing the NFL has That's done. That's what I was gonna say. You make it seem like a lot of greedy stuff. You make it seem like the National Football League is hurting for cash. I think they're doing okay. First of all, with all the streaming platforms now, I don't know that it would be worth the because it would not be received well in the public. I, I don't think so. If you look at boxing, if you look at UFC, like all those sports who 
put their main events on pay-per-view, I mean, those numbers are way down. Now that people have all these streaming services where you can circumvent having to actually pay for the pay-per-view, like that, that would be a travesty. I hope the NFL doesn't do that. They're making enough money, trust me. Well, and I feel like audience, like viewership in general, like you're getting more fans every year. They keep on talking about the growth of female fans specifically as well, that that number keeps going up and up. It's like, I don't think that you're hurting for fans. I don't think you're hurting for revenue. And I think if anything, you're just going to anger your fan base who wants to watch this game and have them not interested in it. Like how many people this year did not care about the Eagles and Chiefs but watch the Super Bowl because they're betting on it because it's a fun social thing to do. I don't think that I, I think you'd be hurting yourself a little bit. Yes, you'd be filling your pockets, but you'd be hurting yourself a little bit with charging people for this. Yeah, I just think the, the I just the, don't the think the cost benefit of, analysis right, makes sense. The groundswell of negativity that's going to come at the NFL for that, I, I think, would be substantial. People hate Roger Goodell enough. Let's I not mean, add it, something enough else to it. It's enough that a ticket's you know two grand now to go for to the game. Real parking's five hundred. Like I mean, come on. Now you gonna make in Vegas? You can't even park. <laughs> yeah, let's not get carried away. Okay, know. last couple minutes here since we're talking football still. Between Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr, who do you think ends up on a team first? Uh, Derek Carr, uh, because uh, Aaron is still in the room with the lights off. The Prince of so I'm Darkness. I'm pretty sure like part of this is not having access to your cell phone. So I don't think he's available, so... He can't even respond to the Packers right now. And you would have to think that Derek Carr is actively trying to get all the offers on the table so that he can make a decision. Because money is going to play a role in this for Carr. The Jets, I would imagine, are the bell of the ball in terms of teams that you would want to go to, whether you are Rodgers or Derek Carr. But if you're Carr, don't you kind of have to wait and see because you'd imagine the the Jets would want to take Rodgers before they would take him. Yeah, I could see that happening. Um, but that's what I'm just asking. Like, is it more beneficial for... I would think I would want to get out of the AFC. There are enough quarterback needy teams in the NFC. I'd want to get out of the AFC. I think the easier path to a Super Bowl is through the NFC. The New Orleans Saints, who Derek Carr did have a couple of meetings with already, just didn't agree to a trade with the Raiders, which who could blame him considering you're not going to want to take draft capital away from the team that you're going to, and you're not going to want to give the Raiders anything after the way that they have treated you and and dogged you, kicking you on the way out, essentially. Um, But the Saints are the favorite at 3-1 to to be where Derek Carr takes his next nap. The Jets there, plus 330. And then let's keep it rolling in the NFC South. The Bucs, Plus 450, Panthers at 5-1. to one, And then a team that we had talked about a little bit earlier this week, too, in the Atlanta Falcons, 22-1. to one. You don't think necessarily Desmond Ritter is the guy? No, not, no not, not if you want to keep your job. Um, but I don't like the Saints Ford car because Michael Thomas is always hurt. Taysom Hill is not really a guy. And Alvin Kamara still has this nightclub thing in Vegas yeah. that's about to probably have him miss some if not all of this upcoming season most likely we have to take a quick break but did you know daytona 500 around the corner coming up sunday daniel trotta of sirius xm nascar radio is going to help us break it all down coming up this is follow the money on vsan
What's going on, sports fans? As the football season comes to an end, don't forget, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for basketball and hockey. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. You can join us every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game. Sean King, you were just in the commercial break talking to me about how your hockey evening went highs and lows last night. Yeah, highs and lows. Uh, some good, some bad. Um, I did ultimately hit a parlay late. Uh, I didn't give it out on the show because I did not intend to play it. But uh, I put together Kraken uh, in regulation. They won with these. I had uh, Arizona, my college basketball play that I did give out on the show. And then I had, which was never in doubt. And then I had the Golden Knights in regulation. And it was 1-1, and it was winding down, and the Golden Knights came through for me with like 20 <laughs> seconds left in regulation to to close out the parlay. So nice hit. I that's don't, why you play to the whistle, that's right? That's why I don't advise doing parlays. Like, I mean, they're, they're always stressful, and they it generally mm. goes the other way for you. Uh, so what would have been a two-in-one night if I yeah. had lost would have been a, a O night. It's nice. Yesterday, yeah. for like the first time in the history of history with me, I had a no-sweat evening. It was a beautiful nice. thing. We'll, we'll talk see, a little bit more. that's what happens. The good karma when you're yep. working with me, you see how it, it rubs off? We'll talk about that a little more in pocket at the end of the show. But hey, race season is firing up. The Daytona 500 coming up this Sunday. The 65th annual running of the Great American Race. Going to be a complete sellout in the grandstands and the field. It's going to be awesome to help us Break it all down. We welcome in Danielle Trotta of Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, host of On Track weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern alongside Daytona 500 winning crew chief Larry McReynolds. What's going on, Danielle? Thank you for joining us. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm down here in Daytona. The beach is right behind me. You can't see through the, uh, the curtains here in my hotel, but it's beautiful, Sunny, and we love sunshine and fast race cars. So Daytona's shaping up to be a great weekend. Absolutely going to be a special event, no doubt. And another year, another front row spot, it appears, for Alex Bowman, who edged out Kyle Larson for the pole, grabbed a record six straight front row start at qualifying. Both Hendricks Motorsports drivers, though. What's the outlook for the two of them come Sunday and this season, too? I think Hendrick Motorsports, they historically qualify really well for the Great American Race. They put a lot of emphasis as an organization on getting the pole and sweeping the front row. They've done it once again. I do wonder, though, sometimes if you sacrifice a little bit of qualifying speed for race setup, because Hendrick Motorsports has not won this race in nine years. The last time they did it was 2014 with Dale Jr., who's no longer driving in the sport at the top series. So it's been a long time. We don't have to remind them of that. I've heard from the top down, uh, Mr. Hendrick himself has said, let's focus a little bit more on race handling. I didn't see it last night in the duels. They had outright speed in qualifying, and maybe they played chicken and hung out in the back a little bit. Um, in that qualifying race to save their car and not get wadded up in a wreck. But I like playing the long game. I think it's great to have speed for Alex Bowman and Kyle Larson and win the pole for the 500. It's a it's a snazzy headline. But I like being a better race car for 500 miles on Sunday. And we just haven't seen these guys be there up front at the end to win this race. 
the Fords, to me, look the fastest in the qualifying races last night. Okay, well, talk us through that. If there are some some names and drivers or teams that you think have the best opportunity come Sunday. Yeah, I think the Fords are really fast. And the Fords have won four out of the last 10 Daytona 500s. Chevrolet and Toyota are close with three apiece. But the Fords historically are fast and they race really well. And we saw that again last night with Joey Logano from Team Penske and Eric Amarola from Stuart Haas Racing, both winning their respective dual races. The duels are each, they're two separate races, 60 laps apiece, and they help set the final field for the Daytona 500. So now we know officially where everyone's going to start Sunday, but these guys also don't have any practice. So they use last night's qualifying races as practice. How do they draft somebody? Are they a good pusher? Are they a better leader? Are they a better follower? What line is fast, the inside, the outside? The Fords had good moves. They were fast. They were up front all night. They were leading laps. I like the guys like Joey Logano, who's a Daytona 500 champion. Ryan Blaney, who's finished uh, second twice in this race. Um, They looked really, really good. I thought... Eric Amarola, Kevin Harvick, two more Fords from Stuart Haas Racing looked excellent. So I really like where some of these guys' odds are at. Um, In the Toyotas, Bubba Wallace, I thought, was incredibly skilled last night. He was up front mixing it up with these Fords. He's finished second out of the last three years. Do not overlook Bubba Wallace. Um, And then his boss, Denny Hamlin, at 23-11, he drives for Joe Gibbs, but he's won the Daytona 500 three times, Mm -hmm. so it's hard to leave out Denny. Yeah, looking at past history, nobody comes in stronger than Denny Hamlin, it appears. Three wins at Daytona, been at victory lane in this race. Austin Dillon, who you mentioned, and Kevin Harvick, also with multiple wins. And Harvick's, this is his final start at the Daytona 500. One of the best to do it. I know there's a lot of people rooting for him, but do you think that he can win it? Mm-mm. He's no. done it before, and I was talking to some of his people last night. I said, how's Harvick feeling? And they said, I don't think he's going to leave anything on the table. Now, that's in terms of rivalries. If somebody doesn't race him fairly, he's not wasting any time getting back. Like, I just think Harvick is like a different guy. He's a man on a mission. It's his final Daytona 500. I think he's going to play it smart. I think he's going to be there at the end. And I go back to the Fords. He's in one of those Stuart Haas racing Fords. He was running top three, top four in his respective duel all last night. So I definitely could see him getting it done on Sunday. You know, it's interesting. I have been to the Daytona 500 (laughs) twice, Danielle, but I will be honest. The hydration started early, and it continued from start (laughs) to finish, so I don't actually remember watching a whole lot of the race. But talk us through, like, the the fan experience of actually being there. This is a sellout crowd um, for the sixth consecutive year, I believe. Um, Everything sold out. I drove in, got here on Wednesday, and the campers, I'm sure you saw that. Like just everywhere, campground, everywhere. And every campsite, like the families, they set up a party. Like it's just a massive party. And NASCAR fans are friendly. So they'll be like, hey, what's up? Come have a drink. Come hang out. Come play cornhole. Like it is just one big party. It doesn't matter who you root for. Like I think maybe a tailgate at a football game sometimes is like a little, you know, you're the Patriots and we're not kind of thing. (laughs) In NASCAR, it doesn't matter who you cheer for. I feel like everyone just wants to drink and have a good time and <laughs> and party together. You do have to pace yourself because it was very smart. That's smart on because it's a very long day. <laughs> just one of the many elements that makes the Daytona 500 so special. Do you have like a favorite Daytona 
like memory or a race winner that stands out to you? Yeah, the last time I was talking about uh, Dell Jr. won the 500. I was there covering it, and I I just I saw him up front in the closing laps, and I thought I want to like feel the roar. There's nothing like an Earnhardt roar when they're leading at Daytona or Talladega. Like his father, Dale Earnhardt Sr. and Dale Earnhardt Jr. just iconic, and so they just have such a groundswell in terms of fan support. So I kind of like snuck up came down from the press box and when he took the lead and won that race, like the grandstands, I felt like they were waiting. (laughs) Like I I'd never, I'd never experienced anything like that. I mean, it was, the sound was deafening the energy electric, um, the love for an Earnhardt winning at Daytona, which, you know, tragic place that his father lost his life in 2001. So it holds a lot of meaning and sentiment to the fans. And so they want to see junior have, success at that track. Um, and looking back, knowing it was his last Daytona 500 win made it that much more special. You know, it's interesting talking about Dale Sr. He was my favorite driver. <clears throat> I, was, I was, I don't know how I, I, my television at the time, this had to be like uh, early 80s, mid 80s. I was a little kid and there was this yellow and blue Wrangler number three, which is what he was driving. This is before he went to the black, I think Goodrich number three. So I was a big yeah. Dale Sr. fan. That's awesome. You dang, you're bringing you're bringing me back now. <laughs> you're 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 throwing it back. Iconic. Um, yeah. Is there, and is, is, there a, is there a budding superstar? We got like about forty five seconds left. Is there a budding superstar to kind of take over NASCAR to become like the 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 Dale Earnhardt, the, the Richard guy. Petty, you know, uh, of this the era? Next, the next guy. Yeah, I I really love um, Tyler Reddick. He just joined 2311 Racing. He's part of the Michael Jordan, Denny Hamlin brand now. I think he's a star, uh, really. I think he's the complete package. Um, watch out for the defending truck series champion, Zane Smith. He just qualified last night and hurt his first Daytona 500. It's like a quarterback, and I'm watching them graduate college and enter the draft knowing they're going to be the number one pick. Yeah. And all the buzz is about this kid. It's Zane Smith. Like, everyone is talking about how bright the future is for him. Danielle, you're amazing. Thanks so much for your insight. You You guys are so much fun. Come down to Daytona next year and we'll all throw you together. Yes. I need to get out there. I'm all for it. Danielle Trotta, everybody, killing it. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. We will see who takes home the Harley J. Earl Trophy come Sunday. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Win Some, Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. All right, everybody. Stormy Bonantoni and Sean King in for the guys today. Let's get into some of the plus money tickets that cashed last night. UTSA, a 5-1 to one ticket coming in. They were an 11.5-point dog in this one. Um, end up beating Rice by 5, 84-79. North Florida cashes at plus 260, beating Lipscomb, 114-111. Kennesaw State beat Liberty, 88-81. Plus two ten, lots of lots of tickets cashing in college hoops last yeah, night. Yeah, the Sean. dogs were barking, man. The road runners, beep beep, we getting it done. Should <laughs> uh, Lipscomb be that big a favorite over anybody? I mean, Lipscomb. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's a destination spot for elite basketball talent, but shout out to North Florida. Sounded like you had a little bit of a speech impediment trying to say Lipscomb. Yeah, Lipscomb. Like, <laughs> You know, it, of, it doesn't. It doesn't roll off the tongue very naturally. One of the PAs when I, at my previous job at NBC was from Lipscomb. He was always bragging about him. Uh, but I think they're good in hockey. I didn't think it was basketball. Okay. The Cougars were a five-point favorite against Santa Clara. They can't get it done. Um, falling 81-74. Santa Clara plus 175 tickets coming home. Wichita State as well plus 175. They were getting four and a half points at Temple. Get the job done 79-65. UNC Asheville wins at Radford 63-54. Getting plus 165 tickets home. And how about this one? Unranked Middle Tennessee State plus 160 they knock off number 25 Florida Atlantic 74-70 first win for the Blue Raiders over a ranked opponent since 2016 Sean ooh 
Oh, Better get yeah. a raise now, whoever the coach is. Get her done. <laughs> Colorado, plus 155. They were four-point dog winning at Arizona State. North Alabama beats Bellarmine 70 to 57 at plus 155. And I, I know you don't like to see yeah. this one in the NHL, Sean. This one hurt. Like, uh, I, I don't know what's going on in the first period, but uh, but the last couple nights, you know, my uh, – my hockey teams have like been sleepwalking through the first period, but I'm not going to harp on the bad. I'm going to harp on the good. Look at Coach Prime's impact at the University of Colorado, even making the basketball team better. <laughs> Look at you go. Look at you go. Okay, let's get to the videos. See what we have here. Oh, the court storm. Get out there. Yes. Okay, so last night, in case you missed it, Maryland, when we were talking to you on the show yesterday, was a two-point underdog taking on Purdue. They ended up closing a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Knocks off number three Purdue, and boy, were they quick to the court last night. A fun It's like every time you knock off one of those big teams, you I have mean, to do it. I mean, that's embarrassing. I mean, come on, Purdue. That's embarrassing? Really? It's not like Purdue's a defending champ. It's not like they've been the number one all year. This is their first loss. Like, come on, this is a little too much. This is. But somewhere my old producer, Aaron Oster, is smiling right now. So I'm okay with it. He's a Maryland great. I like this as a Maryland team that's trying to build a new culture. They're doing things. Come on. Why are you gonna? Why are you sipping on the haterade every well, day? I'm just saying. First you don't like the suit. Now you don't like the court I storm. Mean, storming, I like this. You gotta save the court storming for like big events, like huge occasions. Like, if you next year when you say we knocked off the number one team last year, they're gonna be like, uh, which one of the twelve? <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I I do agree with that argument. Okay, what else we got here in Winsome? Speaking of knocking out, uh oh, Conor McGregor knows something about that. Arriving in style at the UFC Apex here in Las Vegas. He's back, baby. Going to be a coach and ultimate fighter. I talked to Dana White um, when we were down in Phoenix over Super Bowl. And uh, he said, everyone, all eyes are going to be on Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler. It's going to be a fun one. When they go, they're going to go. I mean, shout out to the tailor. I like the suit. Um, did he get more bow-legged since the last time we've seen him? I mean, You don't think that suit looks a little tight? Well, he's a skinny pal. I, was a say, I, yeah, I, can't, I can't pull those off, but I mean, it works for him. Glad he's back. UFC misses him. Yeah. Trash talking. You know that that's what's happening. All right. Um, did you see, I was very excited, um, that Travis Kelsey is going to be a host of Saturday Night Live coming up March 4th. That's, that is going to be awesome. He's such a character. I feel like that'll be tremendous. He's got to open the show. <laughs> Isn't that what he did at the... People were hating on him, right? Like yeah, that. yeah. He's got to open the show with that. Like <laughs> that's his new thing. Sort of like Jeezy with the ad libs when he was at his height, like the rapper. Like that's Kelsey's ad. You know, there's gonna be a WWE skit in there somewhere. Absolutely, live your life, it's man. I'm happy be for awesome. Travis. He seems like he has a lot of fun. He absolutely. He's like does. Rob Gronkowski too. He loves Point him oh. a microphone. I think that's gonna be a blast. Okay, last one here. Something about Nathan McKinnon. I don't know what this is, but. Nathan McKinnon, I will trade you my mom's number for your stick. <laughs> you go, boy. He's taken, but... He's actually really good at hockey, too, so... Uh, that is that is an epic sign. He's one of the well few... Well done. He's one of the, great, great job by the young man. I hope my hope mom signed off on it first, uh, and then I hope dad isn't in the picture, because I don't know if, if, if little Sean is giving out 
my wife's number for a stick. I don't not know good. if I, oh yeah, right. That's not probably a good thing. <laughs> but I will say this. I'm a big Nathan McKinnon fan. He's probably one of the few players in the uh, NHL that I think would start for the Lightning. So, uh, oh my gosh. It always comes here. That's right. So annoying. Win some, lose some presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book, where if you first wager or lose this, receive a free bet equal to your stake up to 500 bucks. Learn more at betrivers.com. So I'm trying to think. Like we talked about, it's very cool that Travis Kelsey is going to be hosting Saturday Night Live coming up. And, like, I'm trying to think of other athletes I would really want to see in that host role. Like, who do you think would come out and just crush a monologue or do the fun videos? I don't know. I do think Brady has, like, that same Peyton Manning. Like, you know how Peyton has, like, that relatable humor? Well, Peyton definitely had the, he would be the best, right. especially when it comes to football, the best host that they had when he's chucking the football at little kids right. and, like, just hysterical. I think Brady's got a little bit of that kind of, can laugh at himself, you know, to him, but he's still a super, super celebrity. So, like, I think it would go well. I think that could work just because someone else is writing it for him. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he himself is funny. Right? Like, right. like, cause what, what was he in Ted? They're not going like, to let him fail. He's had, yeah, he's had good cameos and stuff like that. That's He's taken the gear off at, before he starts his new Fox journey. Um, I'd like to see time for Time for family, but so that he can also, you know, learn how to do the job and stuff. I think he's very funny when his social media team has crafts, crafted things for him or when he's hammered drunk celebrating a Super Bowl win. Right. But I don't know. The Super Bowl trophy. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't sign him up for like ad-libbing. As much, but if something's written for him, yeah, I could see that. I'd love to have Aaron do it. At minimum, <laughs> we get to laugh at him, if not with him. So, I mean, that'd be great. He can talk about, like, they can cut all the lights off in the studio, and he can kind of talk us through, like, his experiences. I wonder if the producers would let him do that. Our producer wouldn't let us. Yeah, we tried to do it yesterday. We tried to, like, really get in the moment <laughs> and do the show in the dark. Just but, a, just a, but just a little like, bit. Nah. Just turn the lights off for a minute. We'll just welcome everybody back. Like, oh, I didn't see you there. <laughs> nope, that idea got shot down. I'm an idea man. What can I say? Um, what, what about in the NBA? Any basketball players we could see doing <clears throat> I this? I feel like Steph Curry kind of has like, you yeah. can see him being funny. And he's a big enough celebrity. Draymond. See, nah, he's not a big nah, enough celebrity nah, yet. I just, I'm not a big Draymond guy. Did Shaq ever host SNL? I'm sure. And he's always good at everything he does. Barkley did, Dustin says. I feel like that would be funny. Yeah. I'm sad that I don't know of any of the skits that he did, though. That's another thing I'm trying to think out. Travis Kelsey, what would be a good skit other than, you know already that they're going to have something WWE built in for him, but what what else would he be able to do? He could probably do a good girl voice, like dress him up. Did you ever watch those, Um. oh, what's his name? Channing Tatum. Right. When he was on with like Jimmy Fallon and they would dress up in the wigs and do the, ew, girl one that is hysteria i feel like travis kelsey would be really good at I that definitely if think, you haven't seen it i'm gonna youtube it for you in the okay commercial. show it to me in a break i definitely think there'll be some kind of eminem skit where travis is is, is being eminem he's losing himself right because <laughs> that kind of fits like his energy right like he seems like you know he's into the, the urban music the rap scene so maybe put some dreads on or something comes out as like a <laughs> little baby or one of those guys you know what i mean I mean, the sky's the limit because he does like to have fun, and that's a big part of doing it. So. Yeah. Oh, that's that's the thing. I feel like he'll be a good host because he'll make it fun. He'll laugh at himself, which is priority one. He'll probably. I like when they break character when they can't hold it in, and so I can see that for sure. Being- Mahomes would have been great. 
Do I can see him walking out, smoking on that SNL. You know, Emily's <laughs> dad. I still cannot get over Patrick Mahomes' dance moves from the parade, or the linebacker who scaled the side of the fire truck in the parade. I think they had quite a few guys that were pretty hydrated. I saw Justin Watson in uh, being assisted leaving the parade. That was it. Oh, there we're taking us out with the dance moves. <laughs> what in the world? Pulled up with Masilla missing. <laughs> so much fun. Hey, you're the champ. You can do whatever you want. Tom nice. Brady threw the Lombardi Trophy from boat to boat. Let Patrick Mahomes do what he needs to do. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.